deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Doc Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. <laughs> and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are Rizzo excited for our guest today. Welcome to How Did We Get Weird? Well, Jonah, you know, it's the fall, you know what I'm saying? And... Everybody knows that that's a great time for something that we used to do a lot as kids, which is to go apple picking. Yep. Yeah. Apple picking, you know, and I went recently. Yeah. I went with my wife to this place by us where, where we went once. And yeah, it's it's a real blast. Our favorite is the... Um, Macintosh? Not Macintosh. Honeycrisp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're big yeah, into yeah, the Honeycrisp. Yeah. And so I got a lot of those and I put so many in the bag that it actually ripped and I dropped all the apples right when we were getting to the car and it was... Then my arms were sore. Then it turned out I had yeah. COVID. But um, but yeah, <laughs> just went apple picking. It's a real blast. Vanessa, do yeah. you remember apple picking as a kid? I do. Well, the thing that when we went with you and Vicky recently, what I realized as an adult is that you can go apple picking for a long time and then you go into the store where you go buy them and you could actually just go buy apples that they've already yeah. picked for you. And that's kind of... I guess that takes the fun out of it. Yeah. Finding your own apples, but also kind of from a time versus... It's faster to buy them. The tough part is really walking with the apples are really heavy. That's yes. my problem. Is, yes. Yeah. And the, so. the thing that I remember about going to this place, Patterson's, when we were kids was buying donuts. Like the yeah. apples, it's great. They have apples here. But also when you would go to buy the apples, you could also buy donuts and hot the apple, apple cider. apple cider donuts. That's a classic Ooh, the apple classic cider donuts. Treat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 A, real, a real fall treat. Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of a real treat, should we introduce our guest today? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, our guest today is a hilarious writer who has worked on some of your favorite shows, including American Auto, The Tonight Show, and your actual favorite show. I love that for you. Please welcome my friend, Albertina Rizzo. Hi. Hello, Albertina. I'm so delighted to be here. So delighted to have you. Now, Albertina, did you ever go apple picking as a kid or as an adult? You know, it's interesting you asked me that because... <laughs> so I think... People go apple picking with their kids when they want to tire them out. I think probably is <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. I don't think it's because they, and also I think it's because the parents can kind of just let them run free and right. do whatever they want. You know, as a kid, I was in Argentina for a few years and I think those were prime apple picking years. Sure. But I've been apple picking as an adult and it's usually around this time of year, as you mentioned. And I do find that it is ultimately pretty boring it, like the lead up to apple picking is really sweet because you're like oh it's gonna be like and then you get there and it's just there's too many apples 
you're not going to finish yeah. all the apples first off. Yeah. <laughs> There's way too many apples. And then also it becomes a thing where you pick two and then you're like, I'm done. But then there's like two more hours of it. Right. And there's a reason we have grocery stores. Okay. <laughs> I hear yeah. you. I hear you. But I say that with so much peace and love because I do know that like some people like, you know, on The Bachelor, sometimes they'll be like apple picking as a romantic thing. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't get how that's a romantic thing because it is work. There's bees. Yeah. Right. It's just like muggy. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's, in theory, it seems like a very sweet thing. I'm also shocked. Like, I'm a New York City. I, I also grew up in New York City. I am shocked by free food on trees. Yeah. Like, the idea that, like, food grows on trees is still oh, it's so compelling to me. I'm living in L.A., Unbelievable. We we used to have a blackberry bush in our backyard. Incredible. Remember, Jonah? And our mom would make like blackberry pie with it. And it was like, this food is free. And you were just like, this was a free pie. Yeah. We have some blueberry bushes in our backyard. Um, I think the deers usually get to them. But we also have a quince tree. And a quince is wow. like... Yeah. And so they usually just kind of fall off. I've never... But we thought about... I think they're pretty bitter. One time I was in the front yard and some kid was walking by and just walked in our yard and grabbed a quince. And I was like, so viscerally like, and I was like, he was with his dad. I was like, can I help you? You know, cause it's like, <gasps> you just walked onto our yard, grabbed something off a tree and walked back. And he was like, no, I'm good. Oh. And, uh, you know, I let it go, but it's, just, it was, it's tough. You know, it's tough. It's tough. How did the dad react? It's like on his phone, totally checked out. Uh, that tracks. That right? tracks. Also, the, the fact that the kid wanted Quince so badly is funny thing it's not I know. like, I think it's he like didn't, why did he want quince i don't think he knew what it was because i don't think you even can really eat them raw i think this this kid was you know just just i don't know and for those of us who don't exactly know what quince is quince i don't really know i think it, it looks kind of like an apple i think they're really bitter i think you can like cook them down and make like jam or something out of them i know quince because quince paste is like a thing that i grew up eating and you eat it with cheese like it's like you know there's really? like yeah like it's used in a lot of pastries and stuff sp specifically in like south america and stuff but like um you can have it like you know how people have like fig like in a nice cheese plate you'll have like fig spread or something with cheese right. quinn's paste is the same is the equivalent is whatever wow wow yeah but again you have free food growing yeah. in your front yard which is like yeah to me, continues to be crazy. Like I, <laughs> I have a pomegranate tree in the back in my what? backyard. I know, and I am pomegranate rich sometimes. Like, and I'm sometimes I'll go to Whole Foods or something, and I'll see a pomegranate and like for sale. I'll be like, I can't believe I have all these free pomegranate. Like, it blows my mind. I'm like, can you imagine paying for these? But yeah. I still. I understand that fruit comes from trees. I just want to preface but, by saying I understand how, where fruit, yeah, yeah. a lot of fruit comes from trees. Okay. But I just got to say, pomegranates. I know. First of all, has anything been more fun or more frustrating to eat? Whenever I buy a pomegranate, just trying to get, and I've watched a million different internet videos of different ways to eat them, just getting all those seeds out. But man, putting some pomegranate seeds in yogurt... That is one of my favorite things to eat. Pomegranates rock. They're so good. There's no way to not look like a chimp when you're eating <laughs> them. Like fully <laughs> nature. Nature. You're one with nature. But like on Sundays, I'll walk to the farmer's market and buy stuff. And like, obviously, I know where the things that are in the farmer's market came right. from, which is likely the ground or trees. I'll walk by this like big street and there's trees that overhang. I think the rule is that if the tree overhangs... By the way, Jonah, if you want to, the law behind the, the quince that was stolen from you. <laughs> if the branch is over the fence and on the uh -huh. street, you, I am allowed to take it as a citizen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Wasn't I, the case in this situation, just no, FYI. No, he, he fully but yeah. robbed you. But, but. <laughs> but, but, I, but I walk past like these branches and if I see a lemon that's dangling over, I will take that lemon. Because oh, yeah. to me, I'm like, it, it's free food. It's like, it's like finding... Yeah. A, you know, a hamburger <laughs> untouched <laughs> on a table. It's my neighbors, I have lemons in my backyard, which is mm -hmm. incredible. My neighbors have orange trees and the orange trees grow over the gate between our houses. And 
they have said to me, like, you can have, you know, take the oranges, obviously. And it is like, I still feel scared to do it. Like I still, even though I'm fully on my property when I do it, it still feels like a little scary, even though, again, they've given me permission, but it is What feels scary about taking it once they've said it's okay and it's on your, and it's in your yard? What feels scary? I know it's scary because it's not my tree. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? But to get free oranges, I go, this is, this is the life, you know? With the price of orange juice? Oh my gosh. I'm Are you now kidding? I will say because of global warming, I've noticed that both the lemons in my backyard and the orange trees in their backyard kind of staying green, not fully ripening in a weird way. But so that's been a bummer. Yeah. No, it's all going downhill for all of us. I mean, the tree, yeah. the food will not be growing on trees that much. So let's just cherish the fact that it is growing on trees. Yeah, we had some issues now. out here. Yeah, with the apples because it rained a lot, then it didn't rain. It's like, yeah, there's so many variables with with this. Yeah. And if either of you have ever tried to have a home garden, which we do, it's it's Oof. it's it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. I, I currently have a home garden and I'm growing tomatoes and they are coming in and they're coming in hot. But I have to say that, it, and it is like you do get addicted to the idea like you get addicted to the 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 idea that like yeah. you're growing food because yes. it just does seem like you're probably not saving that much money no, <laughs> no you're not when i was on strike that's when i started growing tomatoes because yeah. i was like what all this money i spent on tomatoes <laughs> which is probably ten dollars let's be honest <laughs> i don't have an income now but now i did it I'm, right now i don't I'm, have to pay for tomatoes i'm so tomato rich out. <laughs> and um but the thing is that like so it's it's i think it just keeps your mind busy but i'm pr- it's not practical like i mean it's just like but the pomegranates like when the pomegranates came in i at first was like, I love pomegranate. I'm going to make so much stuff with pomegranates. And then it got to the point where I was annoyed by how many pomegranates I had, where it's like, I got to unload some of these pomegranates on people. <laughs> like I was giving them away to friends. I was coming to like, I was just like, please take some. Cause you're not, let's be honest. Am I really going to go out of my way to make a pomegranate jam and all that stuff? It's like, I'll do it once or twice, but after right, a while, right. I'm like, I have a life to live. <laughs> yeah, sure, you got to sure. live your life. You got to absolutely live your life. Speaking of food, I'm wondering if you could talk a little about uh, the writer's room for I Love That For You. What was the the food scene like there? What Do you have any memories of that? Okay. we. I'm so glad we're talking about this because food yeah. is basically why we do this job. Exactly. <laughs> it's truly... I worked in late night and that was a food bazaar. It was like the... When I tell you those were the heydays of food... Well. Wait, before you even get into it, I got to say, you, late night, you guys had the same, I think you guys had the same NBC snacks too. That's not what you're talking about, but do you know what I'm talking about where like the one, like they would put this in the guest rooms when uh, on SNL, it's like a bunch of weird cheeses that are mostly Gouda's, a bunch of nuts and like apricots. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. Because what would happen was like, you know, it's a tough job. So let's just yes. preface by saying it's a very hard job. You're in the building the majority of your life. You're just yeah. like most of your life, you're just ready to eat at any given moment because you know you're going to spend, you're not seeing daylight a lot at the right. Rewa because right. it's too much. First off, it's Midtown. You're not going to schlep downstairs and like cross, you know. Yeah, you're not going to go see daylight, get your eyes tired and no, have to. No, you got to scavenge. What nobody tells you about working at 30 Rock is that it's a scavenger lifestyle, which means (laughs) you are at your desk starving. But meanwhile, you have definitely eaten like within the last 30 minutes, but you're still starving. (laughs) And then you go and you go to the guest rooms. It's like hitting the jackpot, right? So you wait till the guests leave and they never eat the food. That's never. just never. Oh, oh. the food? I used to take it with me. I bet I was the worst guest on any late night show because I'd go, I'm taking these, uh, I'm taking these gourmet rice krispie treats or these whatever, and I'm I'm putting them in a bag and I'm taking them to go. I'm gonna tell you something. I would leave every night, almost every night, and I had my people who would look out for me and give me the milk cookies. Yes. The Momofuku milk cookies. They, we yeah. used to give those, a tin of those, which is like, yep. I don't know, five, six cookies per tin. I, I got this as a holiday gift from my agents one year. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's an expensive tin of cookies. I'm, I'm going to put a $40 uh, oh, yeah. price tag on that. Yeah. Well, they were in the guest rooms yeah. and you know, I would go there almost every night 
and be like, are there any tin cookies left? And I would take them. Even if they'd been cracked open, I'd be like, I'll take the two that weren't cracked open. And I'd have so many milk cookies in my house because it was like, I'm owed this. I have worked so hard. (laughs) This food is mine. But I would scavenge. It was, it was truly like the food was mostly, I will say the cheese plates were, they could have done a little work on those. Could have stepped up. Yeah. It was Gouda. It was mostly Gouda. It was so much Gouda in a way that you go, who is asking for Gouda? Exactly. You just, maybe there's a little bit of cheddar here and there, but the cheddar was always gone. Somebody was always eating the cheddar. Yeah. 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 Somebody got to it first. It's probably me walking around. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) And then, and so you would go into these rooms. I did that all the time, not just some of the time, all the time, like a couple of days a week, I'd be like, why? This food is free and it's waiting for me. And Barbara Streisand's not going to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why not you? Now, Jeremy and I, I, we, our friend Jeremy, we've talked about this when he was on the podcast. When he came to SNL, I showed him how if you walked back into the publicity offices, which were by our offices in the middle of the night, like on a writer's night, you could find all kinds of treasures like gifts that had been sent to the publicist, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have a sign on them that said like for anyone, you know, but it was sort of the thing of like, if you're going to put this like in a sort of undesignated area, that's not technically in anyone's cubicle or office or anything, you got to know that anyone can eat these. So we would e- be eating, you know, chocolates and all kinds of like chocolate drizzled popcorn and all kinds of stuff that'd be left around the publicity offices in the middle of the night that, yeah, maybe they, they came in the next morning and were like, why has all the food rav- been ravaged through and whatever? <laughs> but it's like, you know, if, if you don't put it away, then, then put it away. If you don't want me to eat it, <laughs> then don't don't put it in my sight line. Because don't put I, it in my sight line for me to find if I have a very, oh no. if I specifically yeah. know where to go. That was one of the great joys of working in that building. I truly can say it like, sure, friendships. But also <laughs> the food was very... And I like look at pictures of me, like, cause I left in 2019, early 2019. That's when I moved to LA. Those were not my prettiest years. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, me neither. And I because... was on TV and I, I was just like, <laughs> no, I got well, it. You were, I, no, you were, you looked great. You know, I got to take what I can get here. Now, the other thing I will say since we left in 2019, before we get into the, I would like to talk briefly about that. I love that for you, writer's room and yes. how yes. I, how I go. I never knew I was so into pretzels, but the, but what I was going to say was since we have left, although you were, I guess I left SNL in 2017. So you were there for some of this, but I feel that the quality of the rest, the actual restaurants in 30 Rock, which if you were going to really treat yourself, you could go buy food downstairs. Yeah. has gone way up. Like there was a, um, Ellen Hardy. There was Hale and Hardy. Well, there was Hale and Hardy and that stuff was there when I was there. But then yes. they got a... Blue Ribbon Sushi. Blue Ribbon Sushi, which was never there <laughs> wow. when I was there. That's that's serious. Uh, well, I know they got a... Which I don't know where you fall on this. Was it by Chloe? The, the yes. vegetarian place? Yes. I, that was there. So when I left, there were uh, they, they really stepped up their game. Because when I started there, it was early, like late 2012, early 2013. That yeah. was like when I started. Yeah. First job. And I remember being like, at first, the first four months, you're, you're like, wow, I can't wait for another cheddar broccoli soup oh, from Hale and Hardy. The, the Potbelly sandwich place. I was like, this is the best. I can't believe they have this. Oh yeah. It was great. And also the convenience of it where like, you're not getting it yourself. So it tastes even better because like, it was like, oh, yeah. what would happen was that the interns would come around because you didn't have any half time. You yeah. had to like write jokes and sketches and stuff. So they'd come around and they'd take your lunch order and they'd go downstairs and you, I'd pretty much eat the same things like from Pret, Hale and Hardy and Chopped. It was like the, the Pret-a-Manger. Pret-a-Manger. That French bakery that we love. And um, I, it was like the first six months, I was like, wow, this is incredible. And then once in a while, you know, you get like, what, oh, our show was extra special because what would happen is that we had so many people come by because obviously it's a daily show that we had a lot of gifts from guests. Like, I'm, By the I, way, like, we're in case we didn't make it clear. This is the Tonight Show with Jimmy. The Tonight Fallon. Show was yeah. 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 It's, I started off. It, it was late night when I started, and then it turned into the Tonight Show. Right. Okay. So you would have like Tom Cruise would send his famous coconut cake, which, by the way, which we had in our writers' room, which we, we tried had it. In, in, yeah. yeah, it's not as good as I remember, but I, 
I disagree. I think it's so good. Okay, great. Okay. Um, I should have it again. And, you know, we'd have like brownies or like Whoopi Goldberg would, would send like pies and stuff. So it was, again, I look at pictures of me back then and I'm like, why was my skin kind of not great? I definitely had packed on a couple of LBs, which there's nothing wrong with that. But like, I truly was eating not well. But I was so compelled by free food that I was like, and it never went, that excitement it's, never that, went away. That excitement <laughs> has, by the way, I think that's a really human thing. I mean, I make fun of myself a lot for that. But when I worked at an ad agency in my early 20s in Chicago, they would have clients in and they would order sandwiches from like, I can't remember where they would order, but they would order sandwiches and like get it sort of like catered. And the moment that the client would leave, there would be like, the word would spread around the office that the sandwiches were available, the, the leftover sandwiches. And the way that you would see these ad executives in their 40s, 50s, people who are millionaires, like these, yes. are, these are extremely rich, successful people flock to the free leftover sandwiches. It's human nature to love free stuff. And I do think that I love it a little bit more than your average person, however, especially food. But I do think there is something so exciting and by the way, speaking of free food, I know you got a lot of very special food. Didn't someone bake pies? Yes. Okay. We had so many. It was pie heavy. Like there was a lot wow. of pies that were given. And the thing is that, for, first off, I just want to go back to what you were saying. If you lose the innocence of, of loving free food, then you got to like, you got to look in the mirror and see what's going on in your life. Because yeah. that joy should never, I don't care how much money you have. Yes. The joy of free food it's just, and it always tastes better when it's free. And the lowest of my lows in terms of free food was like, yeah. it got to the point where like, I loved the free food so much. I remember one time somebody, you know how like when you get the Hale and Hardy soups, you also get like a little roll with it? Yeah. Somebody left like free roll, <laughs> like just one of those rolls in like a piece of paper on the kitchen counter. And I took that roll. Like I was yeah. like, yeah, I'll take the roll. I don't even, I had it at my desk. I didn't even eat it. I just wanted well, it in my possession well, just I, in I'm case. Curious, Albertina, like when, when I moved to New York, I was there for 11 years in 2007. There are a lot of bars where it's like alligator lounge where it's like yes, you get pizza. a drink, you get a pizza or you yes. get, were you, and, and that was like, when I moved there, I was like, okay, I can eat dinner at a bar for free. I mean, did you ever go to those kind of, because some had hot dogs, some had popcorn. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I was so broke. Yeah. I would, I, those places sustain me. You order yeah. one drink and then you eat like seven slices of pizza. Why yeah. I know about these places. Yeah, no, I, I loved places like that. And I still love places like that because yeah. I do think there's something about like, I think I still am in my, that mindset, which is like, no matter how much, like, you know, obviously in time you, you are able to, support yourself and make money and stuff. But like, I still have that mindset of like, it could all go away. So I need the free food. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And it just seems to me like, if you don't have to pay for it, what a delight. Oh, and I, the roots would always have the, like their band room would always have different types of food. So if you were lucky, sometimes you'd be like, man, like the writers, like the main kitchen and stuff had like some stuff, but sometimes, you know, like Questlove was, is so into food and he's like really like knows about restaurants and stuff. So sometimes they would have really great food there too. So sometimes, you know, you, if you had like, if you were there late enough, sometimes I'd go into the roots room and be like, you guys, um, what's going on back there? Yeah. Like, just truly like, just trying to, try to see what was available, uh, tech sure. avail. But I will say that like, there is nothing more like you never feel more pathetic than when they send out the email and they say patty labelle has sent some pies and they're available in the kitchen and you're the first person there and then you see other people come in and you're like you're pathetic you ran here you ran <laughs> that's who i think i was she makes really great pies right yes they're available at at stores and stuff she it's oh. it's specifically sweet potato pies oh man Mm -hmm. But it was delightful. But our room, okay, so back yes. to like, that was the great Gatsby era of food, shall we say? Yes, yes. Because it was plentiful. Yes. And then our room also, we were very driven by food, like like dogs. <laughs> well, well, our writer's room, when we were like putting in the order for, for what we wanted, I remember a mix of healthy snacks and fun snacks. And obviously the fun snacks always won the day. But there is something that I had forgot. Well, I referenced it earlier, but I did not realize 
how incredible pretzels are. And I think it's because pretzels were like such a normal snack when we were kids and people were like, that's a healthy snack, pretzels. And now like carbs have become so like demonized in a way that like someone to snack on pretzels, you're like, what are you, a fucked up monster? (laughs) You snack on pretzels. (laughs) But we had pretzels and specifically, and I don't think these were around when we were kids, but those pretzel thins that like, look like a little, they're in the shape of a little twisted pretzel, but they're really thin. Yeah. Those, I don't know if there's anything better in the world. Okay. I don't know. That That's for me, that's like, I'm eating that on an airplane if it's free and that's my only option, but I, that's the only now, way. I, I, I think that airplanes have also done a disservice to pretzels because I think those tiny pretzels you get on airplanes, there's such a weak version of pretzels. Pretzels in general, pretzel sticks, it's like, Pretzels are so good in a way that... How do you feel about a soft pretzel? Incredible. I think soft pretzels are significantly better than the, Me too. the hard ones. Right, Me too. But what, do you, what about a peanut butter stuffed pretzel? Those... Great. I go... Yeah. I, I can't be around them. I remember being doing late night shoots at SNL and they'd have like snacks on set. And it was like, you guys are fucking rude. You brought peanut butter stuffed pretzels. Okay, I guess I'm supposed to be, you know, filming this thing, but but I can't even focus on that because there's peanut butter pretzels here. Oh, the tub of peanut butter pretzels is a staple in every writer's room. The thing is that like in writer's rooms, when you do the little list, it's it's so fun because it's first day of school and everybody Ugh. writes down what they want, right? That's my favorite time of year. It's probably, it's like better than Christmas because it's like you're yes. going to get everything and you're going to be able to eat it every day and it's going to keep getting ordered. But there's so much posturing like in terms of like when you write, because you can see what everybody else has put down. And without fail, I'll write the things that I really want. And then I'll throw in like the thing that's kind of healthy that I think people should see I want. But it's, I don't want it. It's just going to sit there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, carrots are sitting there. And like, get out of here with your, like, some some people are, it's like, they'll be like, um, okay, rice cakes are good. But like, I was in a writer's room once where somebody did uh, said, uh, okay, wrote down rice cakes, beef jerky and carrots. And I go, wait a second. These are your three? Yeah. These are your three? Yeah. You didn't put in one thing? Like, when are you going to go to like Trader Joe's and get a whole tub of peanut butter cups? That's where I want to. Yeah. This is where that happens. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Albertina. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. And we're back. Okay, does anyone have any last things to say about... I was trying to think about the writer's room food. I started bringing in those cinnamon rolls that are, you know, I would never buy a cinnamon roll for myself, generally speaking, not because I don't, I love them, but it just seems like, it just seems like a sugar bomb in the morning, but I was like, I'm going to bring it for the room. 
and I definitely ate like three or four in a sitting, but we would always bring like pastries was a big thing in our room. Yes. Pastries and cakes. Yes. And then remember, because it was maybe from a storyline, Jeremy ordered a croquembouche. A croquembouche, which is so funny because it's Marie Antoinette. It's a tower of cream puffs. Yes. It's like a tower of like a hundred cream puffs. And it was delicious. And it lasted a long time. It is like, just picture this, okay? You're in an office. Yeah. Okay. But imagine what it would be like is that you're in an office with little tiny snacks here and there. And then in the middle of the snacks is just what looks like a centerpiece for a wedding. Yeah. That that was our snack. Because it, it is shaped like it's very tall and it's beautifully made and it's got like crystal, like, like sugar crystals all over it and stuff. Yeah. And that was our, it's such a funny thing. It's like having a wedding cake in the middle of your 100% office. Beautiful. It was beautiful. Do you two, really quick for you, this, you know, something that I fall for a lot and this kind of fall, doesn't fall under free food, but I'll go to the grocery store. I'm mm-hmm. always on the eye for, for sales, but our grocery store will have stuff where it's like 10 cents are off. We'll have like the sale tag. Yes. And psychologically, I'll be like, well, I should buy this. It doesn't matter how much if it has that yellow sticker. I'm so much more inclined, even though I know it's just yeah. like a psychological trick they're playing on me. Have you yeah. either of you experienced that? Yes, of course. Yeah. It's, <laughs> of course, because it's like whatever it, they're doing works on me. It's the sad yeah. part. I think I'm like a pretty evolved person. I was like, I'm on to you, but it works. If I see it, I'll buy it. And also it's like, I've bought like stupid shit where I'm like, I'll walk around. I was like, I have never in my life bought powdered iced tea. Yeah. Like pre-made powdered iced tea. But mm-hmm. then at one time I saw it on sale and I definitely bought it. <laughs> and I was like, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. I want to say that I experienced that the most actually, I'm sure with food, but also, you know, that store Aritzia. Yes, of course. They will have a sale where it will be like truly $2 off of something. And you're like, oh my God, these are on sale. I got to get this shirt or whatever. It's a clothing store. And then they have this policy that you can't return stuff that's on sale. Yeah. And uh, so like you just bought something for like 99 cents off that is not cheap. Like it's like on a $100 shirt that you got for like $98.99. And now you which can't they, return it. They have the tiniest sales. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you can't return it. And it's yeah. absolute. It's an absolute scam that I can't believe they get away with to this day. I guess Aritzia is not going to be our sponsor. But speaking of clothes... The topic that you wanted to talk about today, Albertina, is yes. clothing related. It's it's more than just a piece of clothing. It's a phenomenon. And that is the, is it blue? Is it white dress? Why did you want to talk about this today? Well, you know, it was 2015. And I remember uh-huh. this very specifically. I was working in 30 Rock. So I thought it would be a good segue, by the way. Thank you so much. And I just find it so funny because it's still, it, the way that that situation that you know, photograph had people in my office mad at each other. Yes. Like we are in a very tense time in the world and people are arguing about like things that actually do matter in the world. Yes. But that was, I like to think back on simpler times when truly that's what we were fighting about. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. It was pre not so great election. It was 2015 was what an innocent time because we were at each other's throats about this thing. And I just find it so funny specifically now because the world is in such a tense place to look back at that and just remember the simpler times. Yes. And we got a lot of mileage out of that thing. Because, you know, when you're doing 200 shows a year, you'll take whatever you can get. Like, Yeah. So you were, I'm sure it was the same with SNL. It's like when something viral happened, like I remember it was like, that week, it was the dress and these llamas escaped. Again, simpler t- times. There's these two llamas okay. that escaped. I don't know if you guys remember the llamas. No. There were these two llamas that escaped and they were on the loose and they were looking, people were looking. In New York. No, no, no. It was like somewhere else. I don't remember where it okay. was, but there were, for some reason, there was so little you going remember. on in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The world is at such peace that the two llamas escaping was prominent news. news. Like was headline news. Okay. And that was that week we, as they say, ate. We were eating that week <laughs> because that meant that we didn't have to like 
get premises from our, like, we just knew what the premise was going to be. This is what America wanted to hear about. And it was so much easier to write jokes to the things. It's like, you know, I always used to say, it's like, sometimes you'd try to like write like a clever little joke that was very inside baseball or you were very proud of, but the people don't want broccoli. They want brownies. They want brownies. They want to hear about the dress and they want to hear about the llamas. Yes. And I milked all of us, not just me. The writers were like, I guess we'll be writing about the punchline will always be the dress or the lavas for, I'm going to think we're, it's going to buy us about three weeks worth of punchline. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to beat this to death. <laughs> yes. Yes. Can you explain maybe the blue dress, what dress, how, what, what it was and how that became maybe controversial in the office? Yeah. So basically Buzzfeed, which was a, huge source of material for us at the time, 2015, you know, we would get premises at the beginning of the day in the morning for all the writers to write jokes and monologue segment pieces to have on the show. Again, 200 days a year, you're always writing. So we get this link. I remember specifically, it was like, it was in, I think it was February of 2015. We get this link to this BuzzFeed article where people are talking about it was back in the Tumblr days of this dress that was, it was a kind of shitty photograph of this dress that everybody says people are seeing it two ways. It's either white and gold or blue and black. And I remember clicking the link open and we shared, at the time I shared an office with five people. Like we had a big, big office wow. and we all had desks around. And I click on it and I was like, oh, that dress is 100% white and gold. I don't know what people were talking about. And then the person sitting next to me, he looked at it and goes, no, that's blue and black. And I'm like, wow, this is a bit, right? And obviously, like, we are all in comp. So I thought he was doing a bit. Yeah. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's the argument that people are saying. I was like, I think the people who are seeing blue and black are doing a bit. Like, I think they're just being contrarian. And then it became a thing where... We were stopping crew. Like we were like literally going around with our phones and being like, what do you see here? And like, just like anybody who was in the hallway and it was crazy and it was crazy making. Yes. Because we were just like, how? And when I tell you that I heard people like get into very bit, and I grew up in a family where there was uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a divorce. So I heard a lot of screaming. <laughs> In my lifetime, it was divorce type type screaming right, going right, on right, 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 in the hallways, like big time screaming, big time screaming. So it was just absolute madness, and people were losing their minds. They thought yeah. like it really was. If they felt untethered, yes, by this, yes, and it wasn't just us. I think a lot of people in a lot of offices, and it was really exciting actually because I do think that there was the monotony of doing a daily show of trying to sort of get, you know, chuckles out of America every single day. It was a high to have something to just be arguing about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it lasted quite some time, I will say. It lasted quite some time. Now, Jonah, do you remember how you saw the dress? I just remember, yeah, it was just such a cultural phenomenon. I don't remember how it came across my awareness, but I remember looking at it and... Maybe having a couple conversations. I might have been working. Yeah, I worked in TV a little bit too. I, I wrote for Fuse, this like music video channel for a oh, while. Yeah. But I, I don't think, I don't think it was related to that. I think I just, yeah, I just remember people talking about it. Yeah, and kind of just being weighing in on it. But it wasn't, didn't have a huge impact on and me. But I knew what you were talking about when you suggested it as a topic. What about you, Vanessa? I well, I remember being in. I remember where <laughs> I truly remember where I was when I saw it for the first time. Wow, we were filming a pre-tape thing for SNL, and I don't remember what we were filming but i remember it was like in a theater and i was i was sitting in the like seats of the theater looking at it and i had a weird experience where like i think i first i thought it was white and then i like rubbed my eyes or something and then i saw it as blue like i was able to sort of see it both ways that's crazy because you know i did some research afterwards about this yes and, you know, they figured out what it was. Okay, because this is good to know because we couldn't quite, we didn't quite get an answer from Wikipedia. No, so basically the science of it all, apparently some man who was doing, conducting an experiment about this, because it was truly like a global phenomenon. This was not just like a US thing. It was like, it became like worldwide. Let's just also preface by saying, like just start by saying the dress is 
not cute. <laughs> it's not a nice dress. <laughs> Although we can talk about 2015 fashion and what I was buying for myself. Yes. And yes. I wasn't making great choices. I don't think you were buying this dress. I wasn't buying this dress, but I was definitely going to... Um, I mostly shopped at J. Crew because it was like... I mostly ate at Hale and Hardy yeah. and I mostly shopped at J. Crew, And it's yeah. only because it was truly the only two things that were yeah. available to me in the basement. Yeah. But they say that basically... If you see the dress, larks, people who are mostly up during the day and spend a lot of time in daylight, see the dress as white and gold. And people who spend a lot of time in the night that were under incandescent lights or like, you know what I mean? They're, they're indoors quite a bit, see the dress as blue and black. Interesting. And Interesting. I, this, yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. That is the science of it all. And you saw it as white as, and gold. Yes, I did. And which is weird because yeah. I spent so much of my time indoors at the time, but I did see it that way. And I really thought that people who didn't see it that way had, there was something wrong with them. Like it just, it made yeah. me not respect my friends. Who, <laughs> which is funny because if you, you know, read about it more, you find out that the, in real life, in actuality, the dress was blue. It was blue and black. Oh, yeah. It's funny. I wonder if that was one of the like sort of superpowers I got from having such an irregular schedule at, SN at SNL where like sometimes I'd go to bed at like five in the morning and sometimes I'd, you know, go to bed at like two in the afternoon. And the point is, it might not have been great for my health otherwise, but it allowed me to see the dress both ways. And you know what? So that's a really... You won. You won. What a great thing. You know, you probably took so many health-wise, it wasn't great for you. <laughs> right, right. But in terms of being able to see the dress both ways, yeah. Do you remember those those magic eye posters, like yes. where it was like the blurred out things, like in mall rats and stuff? Were you either of you able to see the images? Because I felt like I was never able to see them. I think I was, you know. You were. I think I was. It's always like, the thing with those things too is that like, What's so messed up about the sort of like, what do you see here is that what I don't like about them is that you think there's something wrong with you if you don't see those. Right, like, it's right, just, right. It really makes you doubt yourself quite a bit. Sure. Yeah. And it makes you realize that we are all truly animals with clothes on. Like we are so <laughs> simple minded at the end of the day. But, you know, like, yeah, I couldn't see those or like the word, uh, it, you know, you know, the hidden yeah. word puzzles and stuff. If yeah. you don't see something, you're like, I am actually dumb. Something's wrong. I remember my birthday one year, someone gave me a magic eye book where it was like every page was a different magic eye. And I would, I think the same thing I did to see the dress I would do where I would sort of like blur my eyes and kind of like try and like blur. Once in a while with the magic eye book, I could see the image, but it wasn't it's supposed to come out at you. I would see it going inward. But I almost never could see them in general, like you, Jonah. And I always, to your point, Albertine, I always felt like something was wrong with me because I was like, I can't get my eyes to see these. Like the, the only things I could see is like, J Jonah, do you remember when we were in elementary school, there was that book that had all these black and white optical illusions yeah, that we would yeah, rent from I do, the library. I remember that. Then I yeah. think we tried to, then they sold all the books at the library in Moreland Hills and we tried to buy it. Anyway, I don't know if we ever actually got this book, but that book had like, black and white stuff that like your eyes couldn't help but optical illusions yeah that yeah. had optical illusions that like were real basic and you basic, were like yeah. having a blast yes but those magic eye things were you had to like sit and look at one part of it and then concentrate and it was like i can't do this i always found them quite boring like and i also like yeah don't think like when i like the world's where's waldo of it all like i was not I was like, I don't care where he is, frankly. I just, I'm, <laughs> I'm bored by this. I was never a person who was just like, and it's not, there is some, it's it's weird because I think it's like the way that I use my mind, it's like, I will deep dive on the stupidest shit. Like I will go so deep and like, once I get obsessed with something, like a, like, like a certain subject or something, I will try to find out everything about the thing or a certain like band. I will try to find out everything about the thing. Yeah. But my mind doesn't work where it's like, where is that thing? I'm like, I don't know. Too hard. Yeah. I'm not even going to look. <laughs> like, if it's not in front of me, then I just don't bother. Like, it to me, that's not a fun game. Like, fun. Yeah. Like, I don't think I liked hide and seek because I was like, no, I got to look for something. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. Albertina, let's say, like, you have an hour. You can either spend it apple picking <laughs> okay. or looking at a magic eye. 
What's more boring for you? What are you going to go with? I'm going to go magic eye on that one. Because at least okay. the apple picking, you know, I'm getting some apples at the end of the day. What am I getting from the magic eye? Really? Yeah. So you pick to go apple picking. I got it. I got yeah. it. Yeah. But it would yeah. have to like, again, apple picking, just so we, it's a good question. Apple picking would be on my list of activities. Not very high. <laughs> Not okay. very high. Okay. Not okay. Huh? And... Yeah, Jonah, what would be... Jonah, I think you'd pick apple picking over... I like apple picking, but like like I said, it is... There's logistics you don't think about. It is... You get muddy, you got to carry them, then you get home, you got to find a way to store them. You know, there's a lot of logistics there, but I think it's worth the payoff for sure. But what do you like about... Like, what is the emotional thing that it it, it fills in you? I think it's like nice to like kind of connecting with nature, being outdoors, you know, like... It's kind of being the socialization. I, yeah, I, I like just kind of the overall experience. Maybe you get an apple cider donut or maybe the line's so long that you can't get one, um, but which if is what happens. But if you eat an apple while you're out there, that's a free apple. I know that's technically yeah, stealing, yeah. but... And so you can taste a couple apples, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I like it, but it is, it is like I said, my biggest problem is, is they're heavy. They're just really yeah, heavy. Yeah, they're heavy to carry. You bring something up to, it's back to the apple picking of it all. It is a nightmare to store. Like your fridge is... Just full of apple. <laughs> yeah, you got to make something with them when you get you home. You got to make that something helps, right away. You, you don't have clear room for out all the those fridge, apples. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. You're really tired of apples after a while. Yeah, I've been eating an apple every day lately. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah. I enjoy apple picking too. If for nothing else than kind of doing bits with the apples, you know, telling telling a couple two three jokes. Whereas if I'm <laughs> sitting there with a magic eye, I'm going. I guess I'm bored as hell. Now, I just want to say before we go to a commercial break and sort of wrap things up. Yes, everybody, we know that the guy who put this picture on the internet of his wife's dress then later tried to kill his wife. Yeah, that's not what we're here to talk about today. Okay, we're talking about the dress as a phenomenon. (laughs) So, and we don't support people trying to murder their, anyone. No, 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 no. I think there's something to be said about like, there is never, which is another thing, it's like this viral thing I don't know what it is, but I think most people cannot handle the type of fame that comes with anything viral yes, because it yeah. always turns into something kind of bad. Like it never ends with yeah. like, and then they lived happily ever after. It's like yeah. balloon boy. That was a disaster. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like everything, I don't know what happened to the llamas. I think they were eventually found, but like some, I'm sure like whoever, yeah. it just, it's sensory overload for some people. It's sensory overload for some yeah. people. Get yeah. that famous that quickly. Okay, we're going to go to a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with our friend Albertina Rizzo. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline there's plenty to celebrate in march and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. And we're back. 
Albertina, did you have any final words about the dress? Yes, I think that what I wanted to say about the dress is that we desperately need something silly to debate about. Yes. Again, to bring us together in a way where there's civil debate about something in the world that is simple and stupid. And I think we're desperate for it. So if anybody has like another magic eye thing that... (laughs) Yeah. I do think you hit on one, which is asking people if they'd rather go apple picking or stare at a magic eye. Although apple picking is really fun. So yeah, and I don't yeah, and for some people yeah, for, I I find it fun. So I find it fun. It's joyful in the most innocent of ways, and I don't want to take away from that. And I do think that like yeah, uh, you 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 touched on something really important, which is pretty soon trees will not be providing apples. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's get at <laughs> let's them just while be, we can. you know what I mean. And also, um, you know, um, the Adam Adam and Eve of it all. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. Really, apples really have had. They're, they've been uh, in their at the forefront. They're iconic. iconic. They're pretty iconic. Yeah. Well, great. Well, speaking of iconic, we're now going to play an iconic game. Okay. Called Change Dork. <laughs> Change Otherwise known as Let's Make Fun of People Who Don't Know How to Use Change In this game, we will talk about three somewhat nostalgic uh, petitions that people have put on Change and we'll each vote for our favorite at the end. Okay? okay. So here, the first one is called Remove Self-Checkout Lanes. And this person writes, Every day, thousands of individuals use the self-checkout lane and aren't getting paid. These large companies cut employee hours and expect us to do work for free. I'm asking for a maximum of one self-checkout lane that has a maximum of 10 items or less. It's unnecessary to have someone who has one item to wait behind someone who has 30 items or more. The amount of self-checkout lanes far exceeds the amount of cashiers. As an alternative, a customer would use their reward number and the store should take the minimum wage. (laughs) Okay, this is complicated. Divide it by 180 and that would give them dollars per second total that they should be paying us. I guess this person works there, is a cashier. By signing this petition, you are making it known to the CEOs that we are their customer, not their employee. Okay. Okay. I disagree with this person. <laughs> okay. Why is that? What do you think? Because ultimately, self-checkout lanes are... There's always somebody on standby because somebody always fucks up. So right. there's plenty of work for people who are there to like use their badge to get you out of a pickle. Yeah. Which is... I mean, like, let's be honest. It's got to happen at least more than a dozen times a day. It happens at every self checkout. There's somebody who just added something. I do it every time. Every, every time, time. self checkout. Or the bag. You, it says there's something you didn't put in the bag, but you did, and they got to come yeah. over. And, 100%. Yeah, one hundred percent. And also, I don't want to take away from the people who need the jobs because I I do agree that like you shouldn't. You know, I I want more people with jobs, obviously, and yes. I want them to yes. feel yes. But I bet that if I would be delighted to be the person who just has to swipe my badge and that's it. Like, yeah, it sucks to bag groceries for some people and it's like if you get to do the job get paid the same and then just help some idiot just try to get their self-checkout thing situated i think that's just as good i also think that it's like waiting in line for the cashier it's just for some of us like if you have one bottle of water you're really gonna wait in line right right you know although you shouldn't be using bottled water but uh you know what i mean like i yeah sometimes you gotta wait in line even for the self-checkout Right? Yes, because yeah. somebody messed up. Yeah. And they're trying because somebody <laughs> yeah. messed up and needs somebody to swipe their badge to help them out of that hole that they just got exactly. into. So, yeah. yeah. This guy, yeah. Uh, the logic behind this is uh flawed. Yeah. I agree the logic is flawed. I don't think removing the self-checkout lanes is the best, but I think maybe incentivizing customers, maybe throw them a little discount cuz you kind of are doing the work for the store like you're doing a job yeah yeah i didn't think of it that way you should be compensated for that maybe you know because it's like you're checking you know that's that's labor right you're doing it yeah and the ceos are laughing all the way to the bank and and what are the customers getting jonah i got it yeah okay i agree i agree with both of you i i i i think there's a way to keep everybody who's working there employed and yet keep these self-checkout lanes Uh, i don't think we need to Get rid of them. Now, the next one, end QR code menus. This person wrote, physical menus are a piece of our social fabric. To hold a menu at a restaurant is to hold on to a piece of our culture as Americans. 
QR code menus were implemented during COVID, but it's time to bring back real menus at restaurants. There's no room for phones at the dinner table. How do you both feel about this one? I'm on board. And I think this person's right. Okay. And I think we need to bring back the humanity of looking at real menus. Because ultimately mm-hmm. what happens is this. I don't know if you've had this happen, but I've been at a table where people do the QR thing and I know they're checking Instagram. They're not checking the menu. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. They're not oh, yeah. checking the menu because yeah. they're like, oh, yeah. oh, where's the cocktail yeah. area? And they're like, they're just kind of... And also there's always like five tabs. I'm like, just, I don't need to see yeah. it. Yeah. It's just so I, I I don't need to see that. I don't need to. I've been watching the comeback. Actually, I've been rewatching the comeback. Jonah <laughs> loves it so much. So do I. But uh, I agree wholeheartedly because there is something that it is a big, big, big pet peeve of mine, and I know that I'm probably not in the majority here, but I don't want to see a phone on the table at all. Like it just. Sure. It takes yeah. away from. I agree. It, it just yeah. it makes me anxious if somebody has their phone, even facing yeah. like with the screen down. Like I still think that they're just waiting for like the next thing, and they're not invested in the dinner. They're just like waiting yeah. to get yeah. an alert so that they can go somewhere else. So for me, if there's any possible way to deter from that happening, it's great. I also feel like it's much more. I don't know why I'm using this word, but I do believe this, like romantic about looking at a menu than like scrolling through a phone. There's just something so like, like, I don't know. I like. I agree. Yeah. Agree. Jonah, what do you think? Yeah, I agree too. I mean, I get it right during COVID, I guess, you know, trying to be hygienic, trying not to touch, you know, I, I get it. But yeah, at this point, I don't like having to bring the phone out. It's like, you know, then half the time it doesn't work. So it's like, you know, and then they don't, you know, so yeah, I don't like dealing with the phone. It's hard to read. Yeah. It just always, yeah, when you sit down and there's like just that thing on the table and I've seen people complain about this too, like then you're printing out all these pictures of the QR code. Why not just print out the menu? I agree. Yeah, you know, exactly. So exactly. yeah, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't like it. I, I don't like it. And, and it's, I think this is like, uh, it feels like a little like boomer territory to be like anti-technology or something. But I think in this situation, I'm over it. Vanessa, what about you? I agree with you. uh, And so do 14 people who signed this petition. (laughs) I agree with you both. I think let's get rid of these QR codes. Let's, let's, let's have menus in the restaurants. There is something romantic. Something, something about like some things are meant to be analog and some there. And I just think that we need to like, adhere to that because otherwise it's just also I love that they were like for hygiene purposes and when we realize that that's not how you get COVID (laughs) (laughs) now Jonah do you want to read this last one because it's you found all of these actually and this last one is pretty incredible (laughs) yes so this last one is make water flavored pop tarts okay what and it's short and there's an image someone created of of a pop tart kind of filled with bottled water and it says uh we need water flavor pop tarts. It is a necessity. Think about how amazing it would be. It would be healthy too. This has eight signatures. Albertina, <laughs> what are your thoughts on on a water flavored pop tart? All right. Do you think we need it? Let's say this: if there was a water f- flavored pop tart and it was free in the kitchen, <laughs> guess what? Little mouse would be eating the water flavored. In me, I, I, me, I would try the water flavored. If it's free, I'm eating it. Yeah. That being yeah. said, okay. I don't understand what. This person was clearly doing a bit, first off. And secondly, you know when you go to like a state fair and they'll be like, because I do love a state fair, and they'll be like, oh, this is battered beer. So it's like beer in batter. And I was like, that's physically impossible. Like, they're like, no, 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 it's definitely beer in batter. And I I went there and I was like, oh, it's just batter because the beer disappeared. So there's no, it, it would be right. like- um, Right, it evaporates. It'd be like, it evaporates. yeah, it'd be like- um. It's like a trick candy or something. Like that would not make any sense. Water flavored Pop Tarts is like, what does that even taste like? Yeah. What does it even taste like? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It'd be a great yeah. marketing thing, though. It'd be a great marketing thing. I, it would probably be more healthy than one of these fruit fillings. I, yeah. I'm concerned it could, things could get pretty soggy pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. You got a bunch of water inside there. Mold could be a concern. I don't well, know. Well, you know what I think water flavored Pop-Tarts are? Empty Pop-Tarts. Yeah. That's what I think too. That's what I was going to say. I think the water evaporates to your point about beer battered stuff and the beer evaporate. Like, I think that's an empty Pop-Tart. You know, if it's got frosting on top, I'm not going to, you know, say no to it. Especially as you said, Albertine, if it's free. And I like that you started with that because... <laughs> 
let's be honest. If someone's if someone's giving me a pop tart, I'm eating it. Okay, <laughs> I don't care if it's uh, you know, I don't care. I don't care if it's zero flavored, which is what this seems to be. But yeah, I think again, and and we've talked about this before when we played this game. Sometimes people little bit seems like they're testing out their stand up on here. Yes. And yeah. I go, take it to an audience. Stand up yeah, there, take it to an audience. Change.org is not really the place for it. You can't have the same platform where you're trying to like save children and also do a, yeah. a petition. Like, it's like, just take it somewhere else. Change.org this has to have why. some standards because you can't like donate money to a cause of like, you know, yeah. political cause and then also be in the same space as the guy who's like, LOL, you know, it'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And luckily changed out. They don't have any rules or standards or else we wouldn't be able to play this game. But it is, I go, go up on a stage. You're tight five about water flavored pop tarts. Am I going to come see it? Maybe if you give me a comp, probably not, <laughs> even if you did that. But I don't need you to be coming on here. As you said, Albertina, where some people really serious about causes and some people have actual good ideas like the QR code oh, thing, yeah. money and menus, but like, you know, come on. And also yeah. this is two sentences. Guess yeah, what? I, Becoming a comedian, it does take work. Go ahead, Jonas. Hardy. I do like this segment <laughs> because there's so many weird keywords I search. It's like, I go like, okay, I got to sit down and do research. And then it's me and change.org typing in like pop tart, like snack, <laughs> yeah, yeah, roll yeah. up. I mean, it's, 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 it's it's Research. a lot of fun. Well, it's okay. So, so Albertina, if you had to vote for one of these petitions, and I'll remind you what they are, remove self-checkout lanes, enter QR code menus, or make water-flavored Pop-Tarts, which one are you picking to sign? I think we need to, as human beings, we need to stop with the QR codes and obviously, and just spend more time together as people yes. and not look at our phones. Yes. And... Yes. So I would say that that would be the one. And I think that that is a very worthy cause, in fact. Agree. Yes. Agree. Yeah. Jonah, I, which which are you picking? I agree with Albertina 100%. Uh, no QR code menus. Bring up some paper menus. Put your phone away when you're having dinner with other people. And, you know, show some self-respect, really, above all. Vanessa, what about you? Well, I I would vote for Make Water Flavored Pop-Tarts author to go to, you know, a comedy club. Like <laughs> a, 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 a Zany's workshop. Like a Zany's workshop. Go, go somewhere. Just, just try it out. Give it a real try, okay? This is not where you're going to, you know what I mean? But then my actual thing that I would sign would be NQR code menus. I agree with both of you. Let's let's go back to menus. Let's be class acts here. Let's be, yeah, okay? yes, exactly. And let's just like, you know, I also, you're never going to read the description on the phone of what is happening with the meal. You know what I mean? Like, the, like what about the writers yep. of those menus? Pay some homage yeah. to them. They took the yeah. time to tell you how the cod was cooked. Give them a little bit of yeah. respect. Pay yes. some homage. Exactly. Well, Albertina, this has been so much fun. Where can people find you? Oh, right now? <laughs> Tending to my tomatoes. Uh, I guess on, you know, they can find me around. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm on I'm on the the hellscape that is X and yeah. all of those other things. But I, I think that you'll find me uh not looking at a QR code at some restaurant and um probably, hopefully, uh, you know. You're all the better for it. Yes. Thank you so much. Just being a human. Not apple picking. I'll tell you, that's where they won't find me. Okay. You're not going to find it. Yeah. Uh -huh. You're not going to find her at the orchard, everybody. Okay. Okay. Well, that was so much fun. Thank you so much, Albertina, for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and keep an eye out for next week's episode of How Did We Get Weird, where we will discuss more stories from our childhood and cultural touchstones, like what is uh, actually referred to as the dress. That's what people call the it. Dress. The dress. The dress. It was so great. Thank you, guys. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.